Hello, and welcome to episode 118 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. In this episode, we have a review of Sentient and Sarah by TKA Studios, TKO Studios. Sentient's creative team is Jeff Lemire on writing, Gabriel Walta on art, and Stephen Wands on letter. Uh, Sarah's creative team is Garth Ennis is the writer, Steve Epting is on art, Elizabeth Brightweiser is on colors, and Rob Staines is on letters. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. Noah, why don't you um, give us some of your initial thoughts? I'll give you my, I'll give everybody my initial thoughts, and then uh, we'll do a spoiler alert, and then we'll go more in depth. But um, why don't you start us off with the uh, Lemire and Walter book of Sentient. I loved this book. I mean, it's it's going to be a pretty complimentary review. I don't really have many problems with either of these books. I kind of consider it the closest thing you'll get to perfection in like a six-issue graphic novel. Same with Sarah as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sentient was great. It was one of those books that I think I read in one sitting. It wasn't hard to get through. Um, it was it's a pretty fast paced book. It's sort of is uh, almost like a real as close to again being like in real time Mm -hmm. uh, for most of the book. Like, you know, you, you go with these characters moment to moment at a certain point and that's pretty great. You don't see that very often in comics, but I loved uh, Gabriel Walta's artwork. It just felt, you know, it's one of those things where uh, you can tell sometimes with like, you know, what's done traditionally and what's done digitally. Mm-hmm. But I love how this book sort of breaks that where you don't know, like, you know, whether the letters or the, you know, the letters, the, uh, the pencils, the inks, the colors, they all look like they could be traditional, but are, are clearly not, but still amazing artwork. And then of course, Lemire's uh, really good dialogue. Uh, he does a good job of having a good mystery and uh, good exposition to reveal all the twists and turns in that mystery throughout the whole book. Uh, also solid, you know, sci-fi premise, uh, a really great way of handling um, artificial intelligence that sort of draws upon what you know about artificial intelligence from other stories like 2001 and Alien. So it was really cool. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed it. I read it on Alien Day. So I was like reading the book. If I went onto social media, I got all this alien artwork. So it sort of scratched that itch for me on that day. So I, I really recommend the book. But what are your thoughts on Sentient? Yeah, I uh, I liked it a lot as well. Um, uh, it was it was a pretty straightforward s- story for a sci-fi story. I don't think it uh, I don't think it went uh, in a not. It was pretty linear in fashion, you know, from start to to, yeah. to finish. Um, it did a really good sense of sort of. Um, building you with sort of dread in that first issue, um, you know, setting up a lot of world building in that first issue um, and uh, kind of thinking in that first issue, you know, you kind of had some guesses where the story was going to go and some things happen. You're like, Oh, okay. I can see this is going to be a problem in the future. And it's not like it's something that like spoils it for you. It's sort of like makes you excited to say, all right, I want to, I know this is going to be a problem coming up. How are they going to, how are they going to address it? Um, and I, I agree, uh, you know, writing kids, I guess, would probably be pretty difficult. Um, but, you know, these kids were, these kids were written really well. Um, you know, there's a traumatic experience uh, and, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a fair amount of sadness, but they're also in a situation where um, they have to uh, balance that sadness with uh, survival. So, uh, it was really good, and uh, you had mentioned that it's definitely uh, got some 2001 influences, um, and I enjoyed uh, the take on the AI. Um, yeah. It was it was a very interesting take on the AI. We'll probably, when we do the, the more in-depth uh, review, we'll probably talk about that some more. Yeah. All right, so let's do the, uh, the basic uh, review of Sarah then. Yeah, I loved uh, Sarah. It's a book I've been wanting to read since it came out, and I just got around to reading it, you know, last month. I guess two months ago was the last book I bought before quarantine when Mm -hmm. the comic stores were open at full capacity. And uh, it was another book that I really had a hard time putting down. I'm a pretty slow reader normally, but this was a book, again, I I knocked out pretty fast. And uh, I really enjoyed it. 
I really loved the main character. Uh, it, it definitely is Garth Ennis writing his sort of typical war story. So you get a lot of that uh, same style. He normally focuses on a very quiet, uh, internal uh, soldier-like character in his war books. And that's no, Sarah's no different in that way. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it definitely draws on a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, authenticity uh, and like authentic historical facts you know, but this is a very well-researched book and you can tell that with, with the script and how everything is drawn even. Um, so I, I was really impressed by that. And I've, I've heard several interviews with Garth Ennis talking about the book and talking about, you know, how this was a, you know, he's, he's so passionate about uh, history and especially the history of war and World War II. So he was, uh, he put a lot into this book as far as trying to make it as accurate as possible, but still entertaining. So it was a really cool book. I, I really liked the themes of, uh, you know, of of the sort of like, you know, trying to gain your freedom, you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I guess individuality, I guess, is another theme that they play with throughout the whole book. And um, it, it was cool. It was, a, I really liked it a lot. And I liked all the characters. And um, even though sometimes they blend together, uh, I really did like all the characters. But uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so uh, again, um, we said that we were going to be very complimentary of these books, and uh, I enjoyed this one as well. Um, I liked it a lot. I, I liked the fact that it was uh, it was a World War II story, but it was uh, a story that sort of you know wouldn't be that uh, that main um, that's main you know sort of typical World War II story. This is something that's not touched on a lot. You know, this is a female sniper unit in in russia um and uh i enjoyed uh you know we talk about a lot about pacing um in in comics and uh i've read a lot of the um the bob lee swagger um uh novels by stephen hunter they they made that uh they made that mark Wahlberg movie where he's uh he's a sniper um oh yeah yeah it's based on those and a lot of that you would think that it's boring, but a lot of that is them like setting up and waiting for the perfect shot. And it was sort of like you were there with them sort of suffering and waiting and, and being still. And, um, you know, and, and that's done in a prose uh, work where this was done in, in comics form where, um, you know, it, it really, you know, when, when they're setting up for the shot, it slows down. It's, it's very, uh, you know, the panel sizes are about the same. So it's sort of that one slow beat, one slow beat. And then, you know, then the shot's taken and then and then the pace picks up and you get a lot of quick, quick action. So um, I enjoyed that and I, I enjoyed the story. Uh, this story uh, was different than, than the other one in that they do sort of use the flashbacks to uh, flesh out the characters. Um, they make some hints at some things, and when we get to the to the to the spoiler review, um, you kind of see how all of the stuff comes together at the end. Uh, but I enjoyed it. the The art was great. Um, you know, we've talked about coloring before, and how the coloring can kind of make you feel the cold, like we talked mm-hmm. about in that in the Friday yeah. book. How it was like that just sort of felt like a uh, like a crisp. Uh, night where you could go out and it was snowing but it wasn't like bitterly cold but this one felt like bitterly cold yeah like uh, when when they were out um so I, I think they did a great job there yeah yeah we'll definitely have to talk about that too as we get we get to it because uh i was thinking the exact same thing all right so let's uh let's move it to the to the spoiler filled uh part of the review so this is the part where we're going to warn everybody um if you haven't read these books you think you'd enjoy um you know reading them and getting the full story this is your your warning here because we are going to go into spoiler territory yeah it's a good time to buy it too because tko is uh giving a a percentage of um the uh the the profits um that they get off of these books when you buy them uh to local comic shops so i I highly recommend buying them if you can um a lot of bookstores and a lot of comic stores have been buying them as well just for that reason and uh it's uh so it's worth you know either going to your local comic shop and buying them or or going on to tko sites and buying them directly there uh, just to give back to the small businesses that are suffering during this time 
Yeah, that's uh, you. You were the one who mentioned that to me, um, and that's that's the way I did it. Uh, just you know, uh, going directly to the source and 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 helping out the uh, the comic book industry, um, and getting some books sent to my door in this time of uh, you know being safe was 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 pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so one of my uh, one of my favorite writers is is Jeff Lemire. Um, so, uh, so I was really excited for this one. So this was the reason why. I mean, I was excited for both, but this is the way I read when I got these two. I read this one first. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Jeff Lemire has taken on a number of uh, you know storytelling um, genres, and he's done sci-fi before. But uh, this was uh, not uh, not to say that it was low tech, but this is not as sort of like uh, fantastic as some of the other stuff that he's done so um i really enjoyed it but uh, i'm gonna let you talk about uh how the story started off i really like the the well like, this is probably the only non-linear moment in the the whole story is where they flash to uh they flash to uh, a moment about halfway or about like you know right after the first act when all That's... the adults on the books are, are are killed and then then uh val uh shoots the bodies out into space that's right you're you're, you're correct there yeah but i, I but i was i like i wasn't like i didn't think about that when you said it because like oh yeah because pretty much the whole book is linear after that point like this is the hook just to sort of set the tone for like you said it sets the dread right from the beginning right and um wonderfully so and then i also love uh i love how it starts off again contrasting uh the two families uh you have um you have uh lil and her mother and isaac and his mother mm -hmm. and uh just to show you know lil and her mother how they have a very loving you know you know relationship and then isaac and his mother have a very cold uh calculating um regimented lifestyle but what did you think of how this this story began yeah you're right um this this does do that little brief moment um and we talked about how it it, it uh it fills you with a sense of dread. So like this first issue, we kind of know like what the, uh, what the potential climax is going to be or what the, you know, potential sort of tragic moment is going to be. So uh, we, knowing that it's coming, um, we're, we're watching it and it's sort of like, uh-oh, when's it gonna happen? When yeah. is this gonna happen? How is it gonna happen? And uh, there's a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of either uh, dialogue between Isaac and his mother or just sort of looks that like uh, Isaac's mother gives different people. And you're kind of like, okay, what's, what, what's going on here? So this is a lot of, you know, uh, reaction shots. Uh, she's sort of distant early in the book. So you, you kind of know that something's up. So it's a good way of uh, show don't tell that like, this is the person that we kind of need to be, paying attention to uh you know that this is the person that you know might be the the cause of some some problems here it also sets up val as a character and sort of what authority she has on the ship you know in the from the beginning she's taking orders from the parents basically and then slowly she becomes the, their mother mm -hmm. in a way and also that's another thing at the beginning they talk about uh it, it's from lil's or isaac's narration at the beginning talking about this is a story about their mother, you know, and, um, and it's Val by the end, you get it that it's Val. Uh, but mm -hmm. one thing I, li I like about this, uh, this opening scene is that they, uh, that there's some interesting ways of, uh, setting up, uh, exposition as it goes on about how things work in the ship, but also sort of what the society is like. Uh, so they, they set up, uh, you know, the, the fact that there are these terrorists that are sabotaging the ships um, mm -hmm. during the meeting. And uh, then everything sort of starts to make sense off of that as to why Isaac's mother is acting the way that she is. Mm -hmm. um, because she is one of those, uh, uh, she's a part of that terrorist group, the, the, I guess, like rebel group. Yes. Yeah, so um, as we move into two, the, the, the kids have to sort of regroup um, and take on different roles. Um, well, we also, we get, well, we've, we get that Isaac's mother is, uh, that she, uh, well, she kills everyone. And uh, I wanted to sort of maybe highlight how uh, 
this book sort of saves the grotesque violence for an important moment. Mm-hmm. So the, all the adults are killed with gas by Isaac's mother. And um, then she goes in uh, to kill everyone else. And you don't really see her shoot the, you know, the caretaker. You just see the glasses fall and some blood splatter. Correct. But the real grotesque violence that you see, the first you see is Val's arm going through uh um, going through the, the um, Isaac's mother, like it's a full double page spread, and it really hits you hard, because uh, one thing that's like you know, like you know, I love to cite Watchmen, mm-hmm. and sort of one of the great things about Watchmen is is that there's no real like grotesque human violence until you know the huge like millions of people get murdered at the end. Mm-hmm. Like there is a violence, but it's not like incredibly violent. But by the end, uh, you're not desensitized to where that that real those violent images don't make an impact. And I think that's sort of what's done here as well, where it's like, you know, it's all very, uh, I guess you would say, uh, tasteful. And um, at this moment, it, it shows how disturbing and traumatic this moment will be for all the kids by making it a double page spread of Val's arm shooting through one of the children's mothers. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, so the second issue here uh, is more of like a reflective uh, chapter where where the kids are sort of you know um, you know the, the the first issue we have the 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 you know the horrific events and it ends and the second issue is sort of more of them sort of dealing with the fact that their parents are gone. I mean they have to deal with uh, uh, you know Val is doing a little bit of the work, but they're you know they're the kids are the kids are seeing the the dead parents and then they they shoot them off in the airlock you know something that we saw on on the first page um so the second issue is really sort of an emotional um kids come into grips with the fact that they're out in the middle of the space and they 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 don't have any uh adults with them and you know as much as they're mourning they have uh they're gonna have to uh control this ship yeah and also it's it's a moment where uh you get the two sides of val so you get uh val being the the nurturing mother where she goes and she comforts the kids and she talks to isaac when he self-isolates himself because he feels like the kids are going to hate him because it was his mother mm-hmm. that killed everyone um but you also see her being very uh com- you know not very not stern but like you know sort of disciplined with the, with lil and the other children but you also see her being very protective and not wanting the kids to see the dead bodies or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and then all of them realizing in that moment that they need to see the, the bodies, they need to say goodbye to their parents before they're, you know, shot out into space. And uh, sort of like that moment where they, they cross from like Lil and Isaac, especially cross from being kids to being adults and start having to be the adults on the, you know, on the ship. Um, and uh, I thought that was a cool moment. But also, I guess it, it shows how Lil, not Lil, sorry, Val, um, might be hiding things from them because she killed them constantly from different things. Uh, so she sort of becomes unreliable at that point. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a great, uh, Lemire does a great job of, uh, you know, giving Val a personality yeah. uh, much in the the sense that, you know, Hal seemed to in 2001 yeah. sort of, sort of developed a, a, a personality. And I didn't um, even think about that Val and Hal. So yeah, duh. He's definitely homaging <laughs> that right there. That didn't even occur to me until right now. So yeah. And uh, I, I thought it was interesting to, uh, you know, uh, with you know, we see word balloons um, from from Val, the sort of the the computer sort of statements and communications, um, uh, and she she has a very motherly tone. Um, yeah. When uh, actually, it's a combination of sort of a motherly tone, but then at other times it's uh, actually no, it's 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 sort of the caring motherly tones and the sort of the stern motherly tones, like uh, you know, you got to do this right now. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, so uh, as we move on, three, um, the crew is making some strides. Uh, you know, working together, they've all sort of been 
um, assigned jobs um, by Val based on sort of their aptitudes and uh, age and, and what they can do well. Um, and Lil, who's the oldest, is sort of uh, not uh, not working with the crew. Um, yeah. So uh, what did you think about chapter three, sort of the, the, the midpoint of the story here? Yeah, it's interesting because um, I'm trying to form a thought. And I think one of the you know, one of the tropes in writing I, I kind of always don't like um, is the, uh, you know, the the brilliant child who's also a brat kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. I guess like the John, the John Connor kind of thing, like from T2. Sure. He's like super annoying, but also a super genius, that kind of stuff. Uh, so I, I kind of got annoyed when they were like, you know, everyone has their everyone has their one thing that they're really good at, but Lil's really great at everything, you know, that kind of thing, but doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. And I, I kind of get tired of that trope where I'm like, well, I can't, I don't know. Why can't she just not like, you know, why do you have to be like, Oh, but she's a genius. Like, why can't you just be like, she doesn't want to do anything because she just watched her mom die. That kind of thing. Uh, so that's my one complaint maybe about this is, is Lil. And then she sort of becomes the character that uh, in a way uh causes the most trouble but in mm -hmm. the end i guess sort of helps save them too uh so i uh i got annoyed with her character uh, but i do like how i do like how it makes sense though that you know she would sort of want to be you know you know she's a kid right so you can't really expect her to act like an adult right away you know yeah very true yeah but isaac is the one who sort of accepts the harsh reality and sort of feels like he has to be the more mature one because he's trying to prove himself as a trustworthy person to all the other kids yeah i wonder how much that might be of uh, uh a byproduct of how their mother sort of raised and handled them where yeah. val was sort of given more rope um to to sort of express herself and and do things uh that 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 made her happy where isaac was sort of um almost more of like a uh uh, uh militaristic sort of like this is what you got to do these are right. your orders get them done so sort of he he slides into his role really well following orders from val because um, he sort of had that relationship with his mom um and then you know, Lil has a little bit of uh, an issue uh, taking orders and uh, is a little bit more free spirited. So that that could be sort of the the upbringing that they had uh, before they were forced into the situation. Yeah, and again, it, it's established from the beginning that that's what her character is. So it's not bad writing. It's just uh, it's just a character I don't normally uh, like in stories. I guess that's sort of more my personal thing. I'm not saying like you shouldn't have a character like this in your stories. It's just something that. Yeah, it annoys me. But it's uh, it, it's cool though. Again, because it does sort of uh, harken back to sort of you know to '90s, '80s, '90s action sci-fi films. You know, where you have a character like this, the more free-spirited kid. Yeah. So in this third chapter, sort of the 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 main objective for the the ship is to to refuel. Yeah. Um, but when they they refuel. Um, Lil decides that she is going into uh, into the sort of the the, the fueling station um, because she gets a signal that sounds more like a human talking than just a machine sending out a message. And uh, you know Val is very much sort of doing that, uh, telling her to uh, to not uh, follow up on it. But Val being sort of the uh, the 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 you know the rebel and, and and not listening um goes out of the ship and goes into the uh to the refueling station um where we find out that she is uh not alone um, and that's sort of the the cliff cliffhanger of uh the end of three that uh, this is the first adult the first other person we've seen since the uh tragic events uh in the in the first chapter yep and then we uh but then uh, Val and Isaac decide to go after Lil uh, after because they don't want to leave her behind. They also uh, her comms go dead Correct. as she goes deeper into the the fuel. Lil's comms go dead at, yeah, as she goes deeper into the fueling station, um, which then we find out that uh, Val only has a, a certain proximity to where 
she can go before her power cuts out and she becomes, um, uh, you know, she doesn't, she becomes uh, inoperable and ineffective. Uh, so Isaac has to go in alone. And by this time, Lil's been talking with the human uh, survivor on the, on the, on the, uh, the feeling station. And he's going, he's rat, he's like stark raving mad and mm -hmm. going on and on about a, a rogue AI that stranded him there uh, named uh, Victor. Right. It says Val mm -hmm. and Victor. And um, he says that the separatists uh, were uh, the responsible for killing all the adults on Lil and Isaac's ship also were responsible for marooning him on this uh, fueling station. Uh, what did you think of this scene? I thought I kind of got some like heart of darkness apocalypse now vibes from this guy. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was done really well. Like you, you it, it gave you like, Hey, this guy's on the something, but also is this guy sort of, you know, been stranded by himself for so long that uh you know there's there's some some lies inside of his truth so as mm. he's talking to lil you're, you're you're you the reader maybe in the same sort of mindset as lil trying to figure out like you know what's this guy talking about like is does that have any truth to it or is that just sort of the 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 ravings of a uh, a guy who's you know been uh, marooned by himself for for too long yeah and, and again it it's sort of uh, from here on out, it's a guessing game as to who you trust. Mm -hmm. And especially entering into the next sequence, uh, next action sequence, as uh, I think this is sort of the end of the second act, if you were doing it breaking down act-wise, because they're at their lowest point. Yeah. Now entering into the third act, where they have to decide whether or not to trust Val or this new AI uh, in Chapter 5, um, as this new ship pulls up alongside theirs with this AI named Victor, uh, trying to override Valerie and get it, get the kids to join the, to, to uh, board the new ship. Um, yeah. I really liked, I really liked the tension in this sequence and most of it for, I'm looking through it again. Uh, a good chunk of this chapter is just a back and forth dialogue um, between the kids, Val and Victor, which I thought was really cool because I found this to be one of the most intense parts and it's mostly just, you know, people looking at screens and talking back and forth with each other. Yeah. So, um, you know, the Isaac and, uh, and Val make their escape, um, after Isaac, uh, in, in the fourth chapter hits the, hits the guy, um, and they, they, they fight, but you're right. As they move into, they move into five, uh, chapter five, that's where we get the sort of the back and forth between the two, two AIs and we can see sort of the, the different uh, different personalities in the two. Uh, the second ship shows up um, and uh, they, 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 they become tethered together. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of tension there. Like, uh, you know, it's probably two, three pages of the, of the, the two ships being tethered together. You're right. There's a lot of, uh, you know, it's just a kid yelling at, at screens and the screen sort of communicating back. But the whole time we're like, all right, what's going to, what's going to come out of this other ship? Um, and we're sort of, uh, you know, watching the things. Um, Isaac gets knocked out. Yeah. Because he's trying to, because Victor starts taking over the, their ship and trying mm -hmm. to push Val out of the system. Correct. So Isaac goes into the, to cut the power to sort of isolate Victor before he takes over completely. And, um, but it, it doesn't work too much to their advantage because Victor still ends up containing, you know, taking over most of the ship's controls. Yeah. So the, the doors finally are, are pried open um, to, to the kid's ship and we see the, the people on the other ship. Uh, you know, they, they, the kids run from, um, from them, the, the parts of the ship that are still controlled and operated by Val uh, do, do their best to sort of help the kids. Um, uh, Lil finds Isaac knocked out um uh but the ship is uh nearly completely uh over overridden by uh victor 
um, as, as five ends. Um, you, you had talked about the tension there, uh, but I think that that, that, uh, that chapter five, with chapter six being our last chapter, set us up really well for the, uh, the sort of the final confrontation. Yeah, and it's nonstop action from here on out. And a lot of chase scenes. Uh, Again, a lot of the kids showing that they've grown up and learned Mm -hmm. a lot from this time. Uh, Again, they get put in the scenario, almost the same scenario as their parents were put in. You know, they're in the same room. There's Mm -hmm. a guy with a gun in there, and he's a separatist. And uh, he has all the intention of either killing them or capturing them. Mm-hmm. and uh you know basically so that they can gain political ground in this uh conflict that's going on out in the outside world um yeah i really love this sequence again a lot about uh you know a lot of moments where the characters have to choose uh basically between uh the computer and these people so these real people and you know trusting a computer Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I really like the the thematic tension and also the character tension. It's a very satisfying third act, I guess. Yeah. So um, you had talked a little bit about what happens in six. You know, there's there's the fight. Uh, you know, the kids and 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 Val and uh, well, Val's pretty much out of it at this point. Um, yeah. I mean, she does come back, uh, but she's sort of operating at not full capacity. Yeah. So it's mostly the kids having to use their own, you know, what they've learned and, uh, their own skills to take down these separatists that have invaded their ship. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, the, the kids win, they, 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 uh, they destroy the, the, the other ship and, uh, they sort of complete their, to complete their mission. What should uh, they do is actually pretty ingenious is that they're, they, they think they, Isaac makes Victor think that Victor's invading the ship while in, while in actuality, Isaac is uploading Val onto the separatist ship. Yes. While Victor is downloading. So then they can isolate Victor on their ship, escape onto the separatist ship and then blow up their old ship, which I guess is sort of a, maybe a thematic thing about them like fully growing up, right. Is sort of leaving their childhood and their past behind and moving on and destroying it. Mm-hmm. Um, I find, I find it kind of interesting that Lil shoots the separatist that's talking to her like her mother did, you know, uh, you know, is sort of talking nicely, you know, and like, you know, patronizing. And then she, so she shoots her and, uh, sort of uh again sort of maybe moving on from you know holding on to this image of her old mother and realizing that Val is her new mother uh yeah and then yeah but then in the end uh it it takes a lot out of Val to help them escape and um but it does end up like you said it ends up helping them accomplish their mission and get to the uh the colony the off-world colony that they were meant to get to yeah um, yeah, I, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I thought it was satisfying, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's six issues. Uh, it told a complete story. It actually, it leaves a little bit, um, of, uh, an opening if they, if they wanted to come back, which I feel is different from the, the second book that we're going to talk about. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was a really good, uh, that was really a good story. The only thing it was like, uh, the the separatist um that that invaded the ship with the kids i i wish there was a little bit a little bit more about them like yeah why they just sort of bent to to victor's ways and and went you know went along with his orders um but with a six issue story you had to to be concise but uh uh that uh, that would be an interesting story maybe a side story that could be told one day yeah, I agree. That would be a cool thing to have fleshed out. Yeah, it's definitely a cool world that I would love to spend more time in. Um, yeah, and it, most of it, you know, w- we really don't get to the soul of the book, which is the the relationship between Isaac and Lil mm-hmm. that develops in the last half of the book about them, you know, their trust and their united uh, bond built on protecting the rest of the children. So I I, I can't recommend it enough. It's a it's a great book and I've, I've told a lot of people about it, even non comic book readers. It's just a good story. You know, it's, it's a, and both of these books are just good stories, not just good comic books. 
All right. So from from sci-fi uh, fiction to uh, World War II, um, based in reality, uh, the, the next story is uh, that we're going in to uh, in spoiler territory is Sarah, um, uh, a tale of uh, a female Russian uh, sniper team. Um, I really I really like this book. Uh, I, I, I think, you know, a lot of times when people talk about comic books um you know you make that sort of uh a lot of people will make that uh generalization about uh superheroes but these right. are two non-superhero books that uh that tell 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 a really great story um here we start off um and we get an introduction to to the world and the characters in 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 chapter one of this book um they do a lot of interesting things, you know, uh, with the with the characters. We 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 realize that Sarah's a little cold to sort of her teammates. We we get the personality of the the teammates really really well in this first issue. Um, uh, what did you think about how the how the the comic started? Yeah, it sets up uh, again, kind of like the last one. It just sort of sets its tone visually, and you know and just sort of the overall story tone as well. You know, it's uh, it's a very cold book, again, just to show the, to sort of engross you in the times and just how, you know, it was really, for Russia during World War II, it was probably one of the worst places to be during that time. Um, I think maybe maybe next to China, it was the, the nation that suffered the most losses during mm -hmm. World War II. Um, mainly because of their government putting them into awful situations. And that's explored throughout this book as well, mm -hmm. that so much of what they're doing isn't built on, you know, personal heroism. It's their government just not valuing their lives or the, you know, the lives of their people in general. So it's about, yeah, Sarah is disillusioned clearly from the beginning and just a cold hearted killer. But as you go throughout the book, you realize why she's so disillusioned and cold to the rest of her comrades and then also just to everything that's going on in the war yeah so after you know the the, the first chapter the, the 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 world that that were dropped into the characters that we get to know the the first issue ends with uh you know a good action sequence of uh you know a, a sniper attack um, and that that's how we end um and that's you talked about that earlier when you're talking about the setting up and that's it's cool because uh, most of this book is nonlinear, mm -hmm. but the setting up is intercut with introducing the characters on her, in her squad or her mm -hmm. platoon or, you know, um, and uh, introducing sort of the key players, the key elements of what's going forward. Uh, you know, the commandant, the commandant's assistant kind of thing. And, you know, what her targets will be. Uh, like the last book, creative ways of showing violence, mm -hmm. you know, throughout this book. I, I like how the, the the second chapter ends with the sort of slow buildup of her picking her target, letting other, you know, other targets pass her by so she can wait for the, the bigger target. Then in the end, you know, it, it sort of, it, it doesn't, I guess, give you what you want in a way. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't show the actual, you know, target being shot. It just shows the blood spraying on the, the soldiers around the target mm -hmm. um which is interesting uh again just sort of tells you sort of maybe to go forward so it works well the first chapter works well on its own but also then you know to sort of push you forward to again save the more uh traumatic violence for later yeah so as we move into two um we get a little bit of sarah's uh training um as she she's brought in and that that flushes Sarah the 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 character out a little bit more. Um, then we go into uh, sort of the current timeline, uh, uh, and again, sort of a great character sort of uh, development. The 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 most sort of innocent member of the team is 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 petting the dogs that are going to meet a terrible fate uh, yeah. later. Um, yeah, the one complaint I'll have about this book is how Epting, like there are very few female characters that don't, that aren't, you know, uh, 
that are easy to tell apart, but there are some that blend together. So yeah. I had a hard time keeping track of uh, who was the young blonde, you know, platoon member and who was the uh, older blonde platoon member and things when, when certain characters died. I, had, I did a lot of flipping back and forth to try to keep track of who was who in this book. Yeah, I uh, uh, I agree with you. There's uh, um, there's there's two that are probably the most uh, uh, unique. There's the one that's sort of the got the bigger sort of yeah uh, the muscle yeah yeah. Um, but like Sarah and the 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 blonde um, that's sort of the 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 leader they they look a lot alike just different hair color yeah and then like i said there are two blonde team members as well that are hard to keep track of i think maybe they're even like maybe two redheaded redheads at one point too yeah. it's it's hard to keep track of but it's still again it's a good book and it does develop the characters um but it is sort of hard to uh sometimes keep track of all the the, the different characters in it um but yeah, I, I do like how it shows the the grueling training mm-hmm. in that second part, and it intercuts it with sort of where she's at now, you know, uh, intercutting sort of her first kill with sort of how she's sort of desensitized to it now, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you know the her her sort of her commander and his philosophy with how to treat killing people. Um, yeah, again, you sort of get you're you're getting. Uh, you're getting sort of why it sucks to be her basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the, this, the second issue is, is, uh, uh, where, where the, the, the first book, um, you know, the second issue slowed down a lot. The, the, the second issue, uh, the action really, uh, speeds up a lot here. Yeah. Um, and then the third issue even more so. Yeah. And, uh, you get, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's something to say about, I think, I can't remember what, what genre they say, like, you know, it's good to put your characters in white so that blood shows on it easier, you know, that's sort of the design principle with the art here that it's, you know, the violence is all the more, is like, you know, is all the more effective and, uh, you know, uh, pervasive, uh, because of the the white backdrop of the snow and everyone's in their snow gear. So the white, you know, uh, really shows blood. But also one thing interesting about the, the everybody wearing white is that I guess it sort of puts everybody, like it equalizes everyone. Mm-hmm. And it maybe shows the confusion of war, you know, True. that you never know. And especially when you get into some of the other themes, because it's, is it, I think it's revealed in, either this chapter, no, it's in this chapter, uh, that you find out that Sarah had a family in Russia that were safe, but were basically sent to be killed or, you know, starved Mm -hmm. uh, by their own government, you know? So there is this theme of like, you know, again, even with the dogs, you know, that the, the dogs are basically being, you know, having bombs strapped to them to be sent underneath tanks and, other vehicles to blow up you know and that's sort of what uh i guess that's something that's a that's a cool thing that they chose in the artwork as well as just to to sort of enhance and uh to drive in that point that you know everyone whether you're a nazi or a russian you're basically being sent out to die so yeah yeah so as we move through three chapter three we sort of um we uh the there's a uh there's an officer uh a russian officer who gets shot during a sort of a you know a rally of the the, the troops and that's when we know that uh we're in for uh our final sort of big bad the 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 this uh master sort of nazi sniper against our our team of uh our team of female um russian snipers so uh, the, as we move into the last two chapters, we sort of know what we're, what we're, uh, the, the, the battle that we're going to see. There's some beautiful colors in, uh, in chapter four, uh, especially that, that, uh, when it's the, the group of soldiers in the woods and they're, they're looking at the fire mm-hmm. in the field. Yeah. Uh, 
beautiful colors by Elizabeth Bretweiser in this whole book, but especially on that, it's like, it's a double page spread um, where across the bottom of both pages is this beautiful, uh, this beautiful image of the, this fire and it's uh, casting these shadows on the snow. Uh, do you see the fingerprint? I do now. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, fan, uh, a constructing comics favorite. Awesome. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. yep. All right. So in the last two chapters, we sort of, uh, we have a cat and mouse game of, uh, uh, the, 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 the snipers. Um, but there's, you know, as the two snipers, you know, the one, it, it appears to be one German sniper and, and the team there's, there's, uh, troops moving around and they're, they're sort of, uh, battling each other as our two sort of, uh, uh, you know, sniper units are, are, you know, looking for the best point of view, the, the, somebody to give up their location. Um, and that's most of the fifth chapter. Um, there yeah, is, and it gets really brutal and everyone suffers losses on both sides from that one because of the sniper. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, uh, Sarah's team is, uh, you know, as you said, there's, there's losses on both sides. Uh, uh, the, the, the team is, uh, the team is, uh, taken, taken down uh, a few members, um, and they sort of have to regroup. Um, and the, the final chapter is chapter six, um, where, uh, Sarah gets, uh, gets one of the, the, uh, the the Nazi soldiers to uh, not necessarily help her out, but uh, be used as a decoy. And there's also a uh, a flashback of when Sarah is able to go see Stalin. Um, and, you know, we have more character development as Sarah uh, tells her teammate about that. Um, what did you think about that part of uh, chapter six? It was really good, and it it's it sort of um, it's uh, it's again sort of cementing sort of the inevitable downfall where they just sort of she realizes that she's nothing but you know a pawn in the game. You know they don't really see her as anything but a statistic. You know, mm-hmm. just like they don't see her family as anything but a statistic, and they really want to hide it from her. And you know, ba- you know the they reward people by by killing other people. And uh, she just sort of talks about how disillusioned she is, but she also realizes that what she has come to care about are her are her squad members, and so she has to go take out the sniper by herself. Yes, very uh, true. Then, uh, but I do like how again, this sort of again cementing this idea that both sides are the same in a way. You know, it's two evils fighting against each other. The sniper pulls the same trick on her that she was trying to play on him. Mm-hmm. you know that he has he set up a decoy as well and then she ends up getting shot but there's this there's this thing that they've set up the whole time where uh you know just sort of about using people as weapons uh they even use the dead bodies as weapons earlier because uh she's sort of explaining to this new member that they they take the pins out of grenades and they put the they put dead bodies on top of the releases so that when there's the 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 nazis come to roll over the dead bodies they uh activate the grenade and it blows everyone and it's sort of them using you know again people as sort of these sort of like suicide you know as sort of as weapons as themselves and the whole time she's been used being used as a weapon and in sort of this last moment the poetic justice is that she uses herself basically uh so she sort of gains back that agency by taking the pin out of the grenade and laying on it as she's dying in the hopes that the, the sniper will come up, roll her over and she'll blow him up. So I really like that ending. What about you? Yeah. Um, uh, it was, uh, it was a surprise, um, you know, a surprise ending. It's not often that you will see your sort of, and it makes sense for the story, but not often that you see your pro tag, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, your protagonist of the story uh, not make it, um, but I, I did the like the way the way it ended. Um, 
uh, and I, I saw that if you look at the last, if you look at um, the last page of six, where Sarah is sort of lying there, um, she's got the grenade under her, and the 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 sniper is coming up to check on her, and we don't know if he's going to fall for the trick. But if you look at the uh, last panel of uh, chapter one, it's after Sarah has shot everybody. Um, she is walking away from sort uh -huh. of her sniper port or perch, and it looks a very. Uh, she's walking away after um, you know killing everybody, but it just the way that the 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 person who has gotten the kill, the 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 one that sort of won is sort of in that clearing of trees it's very similar yeah where yes sarah doesn't need to confirm her kills basically yeah she's walking away and she's, she's walking clear, away in a clearing of trees where whereas this uh, guy's coming to confirm his kill sort of uh a vain gesture or something like that i guess yeah so uh another another great uh another great book uh, yeah great uh, i think this is probably my favorite art that I've seen by Epting. I recently read uh, quite a bit of his and Brubaker's Captain America run, mm -hmm. which is, is good stuff, but I, I think he's only gotten better over the years, and I think this might be his best artwork that I've seen. Um, maybe my favorite, at least. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was very enjoyable to look at. Uh, it was you know clean, crisp, uh, clear, uh, very classic sort of uh, you know illustration. You know, not uh, you know the forms were very very well done. Um, you know, the folds and the fabric, the the, the oh, hair, yeah. all that stuff was just beautifully done. And Brett Weiser and Epting are just a good team together as far as colorist and pencil and inker goes. Um, again, another one of those books, both Sentient and Sarah, look like they could have been done traditionally. Mm -hmm. But I know for a fact Sarah was done all digital. And uh, it still looks amazing. And I'm guessing, I don't know what Sentient was, but it could have been all digital as well. But I love uh, how TKO prints both books on sort of this nice textured paper. Yeah. So you get you get that the texture from the artwork and it doesn't look too glossy and digital. So uh yeah, I'm a huge fan of uh I've read uh two other TKO books and I'm a fan of what they're doing. So I've read I've read four of their books and I'm I'm really looking forward to reading more. Awesome. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I'll, I'll be in the I'll be on the lookout uh for more. Um so I think that's gonna do it for our review. Um, we, uh, we looked at, uh, those two TKO books and, uh, we enjoyed both of them. Yep. Um, if you could give us a rating and review on whether, po whatever podcasting service you use, we'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, we are on Twitter at construct pod. Instagram is constructing comics pod and Facebook and YouTube is constructing comics. Uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Uh, and uh, we'll be back with a, another episode very soon. Uh, please be safe.